Hello everybody and welcome to episode 14 of the Shiny Bees podcast. Today is Sunday the 26th of January and coming up in today's show we have some news, we have a review of Sock Anatomy by Claire Devine, we have the Whipping Piccadilly section and the return of the Pattern Pick. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 14 of the Shiny Bees podcast. It's lovely to be back here with you again podcasting and I hope that you all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and you got all of your gift knitting done if you were indulging in a bit of gift knitting. Hopefully that means that now you'll have time for a bit of selfish knitting and you've got a lot of patterns and some Christmas yarns all queued up ready to go. Thank you very much to everyone who has been in contact since the last podcast. I absolutely love hearing from listeners and uh, quite often just have a bit of a chit chat to people on Twitter as well. So don't be shy. If you feel like you want to come and say hello, then do, because I reply to everyone. I'm not funny like that. Um, And also thank you for all of the iTunes reviews that I've had as well. Uh, You're all very kind to me. And if any of you do want to leave a review, uh, they're always appreciated. So we're on some busy times again here, Shay Shiny, Shiny Towers, more like Vaulty Towers. Um, we're about to move house again and this time we're going to be going to Scotland. So we've been really busy sorting out lots of stuff, putting things on eBay, etc. And a lot of stuff has been going to the tip, massive decluttering. And it got to the point where I, was, I just thought I'm going to get a, a, a skip, just throw things in it. And my mum used to do this when I was young and it used to really annoy me that she would just go on these massive sprees of throwing things out. And it would always be stuff that I actually wanted and needed, but she didn't care. She would just throw things out because she just got this mad throwing things out kind of red mist going on. And clearly I'm not turning into my mum much, but I can feel it already coming on that I'm going to start throwing things away. I'm going to turn, I am going to turn into my mum. Doesn't, doesn't everyone? really <laughs> hopefully I won't shrink to 4 foot 11 because I'm not that big anyway but I need that extra 4 inches anyway there's been um, also a lot of uh, busy times with the money pit uh, as mentioned last time the money pit saga has continued uh, from the roof and gone on to lots of other little jobs to do it's just been kind of one thing after another with our little Victorian house uh, I think the house is just upset with us for not living there and is punishing us uh, but luckily uh, we had we had a tenant and then that, that fell through uh, but we've now got another one and hopefully they're going to be moving in very soon so maybe the house will be a bit more happy then and stop giving us quite so much pain it was literally getting to the point where whenever I got an email from the estate agent I would like visibly cringe and just think oh, what now but uh, luckily I think I think we're probably fingers touching gripping the wooden table right now hopefully um things will calm down with that uh, relatively quickly and uh, we can just get on with moving we're moving next weekend so i'm just kind of once i know i'm going somewhere i just want to go i don't want to hang about so um, i'm looking forward to getting on with that we were up in scotland a couple a few weekends ago first weekend in january actually in edinburgh uh, for a wedding of uh, one of my friends, my good friends that I used to work with, and uh, we really enjoyed it. But yes, it was cold, and now I now need to knit all everything really, um, knitwear for the whole family, just to keep us warm because it was it was freezing. I almost went and bought a hat to wear because it was that cold, and. I mean, Lincolnshire does get a little bit cold at times, like in February, it quite often snows and things, but it never gets that icy, freezing cold. And it reminded me of when I lived in Northumberland and it would be so cold sometimes with the wind coming off the sea that you would actually want to cry because it was that freezing. Um, so now I'm going to have to, to knit all of the stuff, really, for, for everyone, which kind of prompted part of the pattern pick for today because uh, I wanted to podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I just couldn't find any inspiration for the pattern pick. Uh, and a couple of things I did try just didn't seem to pan out. I mean, why no one has uh, designed a knitted mankini yet? I have no idea, really. 
and despite someone at Nick Club telling me that there is a pattern for a gimp mask, it would appear that that pattern is not on Ravelry. So, which is probably a good thing for all of you and, and probably me as well. I'm not sure I could afford the bill for the resultant therapy from uh, that little treat. In terms of news then, first of all, I will uh, go into an update from the Golden Skein, which I referred to last time sort of in a kind of coy manner and didn't want to give away too much stuff because it was still... Uh, in the planning stage and uh, the trial club hadn't gone out or anything yet and I didn't want to give any of the details away because I'm a surprise person I love surprises I don't like to give away details so but now now I can tell you about it so that's good if you listen to um, yarns from the plane or Kithness craft collective or indeed and it's been cake you will already have heard their versions of uh, what they thought of the golden skin because they've very kindly agreed to review uh, review that for us um, but I guess now it's my turn to kind of tell you about it from, from our point of view, really. Um, the Golden Skin, it is a hand-dyed yarn tasting club, in effect. And we have dyes that work with us to produce exclusive colourways, which are all limited edition. They only dye them for us. They only dye a certain number. And the idea kind of came from um, a walk in Africa where... Uh, Millie decided that it would be a really cool idea to have like a, a yarn tasting club, like a wine tasting club. A lot of our conversations revolved around wine, I'm not going to lie to you. And disappointingly, as, as it was, it was kind of his idea. We sort of tweaked it a little bit. And um, we ran the trial club in December, is the upshot of that. Because uh, we wanted to test all of our systems and make sure that everything worked correctly before we launched, which we did on the 1st of January. At the moment, the clubs that are available are the Power of Three Club and the Slimmers Clubs. The Power of Three Club is a club that is dyed to a specific inspiration picture. And you can see these inspiration pictures on the website. That was also the format that we used for the trial club. The idea being that we would send... Um, the same inspiration pictures to three different dyers that we'd teamed up with from uh, around the world, really. And they would get the chance to dye in their own sort of unique style. That seemed to work out quite well with the trial club. And we did get three kind of, they were clearly related, uh, but not very, very different. They weren't definitely weren't the same, same skin by any stretch. And so we've continued that on with the Power of Three Club. Uh, for this year so the first picture is a really awesome picture it's the uh, I think it won the RAF uh, photograph of the year and it's a picture of a tornado uh, GR4 flying over London in the I think it was a Queen's um, what's it called Jubilee um, celebrations and there's, it's it's all very grey the aircraft is grey lots of clouds very moody looking picture and we thought that would produce some really cool sort of uh, grey colourways uh, and some semi-solids, maybe some flashes of colour and uh, well we'll see how they turn out from our dyes but they're, they've been delivered this week, I'm very excited but they're going to Kate's house which is massively disappointing the first one uh, already arrived and she sent me via WhatsApp a little striptease sort of thing of her opening the box she's, she's such a nightmare um, but the first one that's arrived is beautiful, it's a lovely yarn and that will be being delivered well sent out on the 1st of March so there are still a couple of places available not many at all so if you are um and are in about taking part I would I would get over there and uh, sign up sooner rather than later because I wouldn't want you to be disappointed but the yarn it is ordered now that is the amount that is there so there won't be any more available once this is gone the Slimmers Club is a version of the Power of Three if you don't want to receive three skeins per quarter because that's what that is um, you can sign up for the Slimmers Club and you will get one of the three skeins instead. And this is good if you're trying to stash down or your your funds are maybe a little bit limited and you don't want uh, to make such a big outlay in one go. You can still take part and um, not add on too many yarn calories really or, or do too much damage to your uh, cold sheeping. I don't know, I, I wouldn't ever call sheep to be honest with you but some people do. So... <laughs> We have on Ravelry, we have a really, really lively group where um, everyone who's been in the trial club and a lot of people who've not been in the trial club have been around 
and there's been loads of really um, chatty and creative ideas. Sorry, I have to turn the page over my notes. And we've been planning projects and it's been really good fun. There's been a lot of swapping of tips and helping each other out and copying of each other's patterns because that's what you do. It's very cool. And it's, um, it's open to everyone. Anyone can join. So don't feel like you have to be in the actual Golden Skin subscription club to be in the Ravelry group. Come over, come and have a chat with us and have a nosy what we're doing because it's really, it, like I say, it's really chatty and really good fun. Um, one of our members who I know listens to the podcast and is a very big supporter of P-Hop as well, um, Alessandro, who's poked a goblin on Ravelry, came up with a really good idea. And what she did was she looked at the inspiration picture for the trial club and she went stash diving and found some really... Um, really cool skeins of wool that, that actually matched the colours, matched the picture. And then she knitted a lovely um, shawl with that yarn. So she could come and take part and was part of all the fun without um, having to outlay and she can still do the cold sheeping. So that's really good. Also, there was uh, Leave It To Liz 7-9, who's Lisa. Um, and she is going to have a go at dyeing her own yarn. So she's actually part of the club, but she's going to have a go at dyeing her own yarn to the inspiration picture as well. Which, again, I thought was a really good, you know, really fun idea. And it's we're not just there as kind of a we want to flog yarn type thing. It's more of a kind of crafty movement as such. It's, you know, we want everyone to be able to use their golden skeins and to fulfil them and not have them languishing in the bottom of... of your yarn storage bins just get them out there give them a bit of oxygen free them up um and i'm like i say, i'm really enjoying all the creative ideas that people are coming up with because that's what makes it uh, really fun so the website for the golden skein is www.thegoldenskein.com we are the golden skein on twitter and facebook and we are ourselves on ravelry but there is a group which is just the golden skein I will also be attending pod retreat at the end of February in Chester, which I've mentioned briefly on the last episode. This is being hosted by Nick from Yards on the Plain podcast and Amy from Nips Bin Cake podcasts. If you don't listen to them, but you listen to all my episodes, you will be familiar with them because they were co-hosts on the Yarndale episode. I am sure it's going to be really good fun. I'm sharing a room with um, one of my knit club buddies from Horncastle, Steaders, who's always a really good laugh at knit club, so I think we're going to have a really good fun. And um, there are plans being made at the moment for a day meet-up for people who want to come but can't come to the whole pod retreat thing. I think the latest I saw on um, Amy's group on Knit Spin Cake was it was going to be at 3pm in Chester in some tea room. So... If you are going to be around or passing Chester or anything on the 22nd, I think it is, of February, then uh, pop in, have a brew with us, do a bit of knitting. It's going to be cool. I've got a five-hour train journey there and a five-hour train journey back after I move. And so I'm quite looking forward to just getting 10 hours of un uninterrupted knitting time and hoping that knitting scares people off on the train because it normally does. In other news, I had a request for help which I know has been mentioned on some of the other podcasts that have aired, and I forgot last time, so I'm very sorry, uh, from Jane, who is Jane Frogged on Ravelry. And this is with regard to Fibre East, and they would like to yarnstorm Amphil in July uh, for Fibre East Festival, and they would like to make some bunting, and they need some help. So if you would like to get involved... Um, you can contact Jane on Ravelry. Like I said, she is Jane Frogged, and that is how it sounds, J-A-N-E-F-R-O-G-G-E-D. Or you can email her at J-C-K-C-L-A-Y, J-C-K-Clay, that is, at gmail.com. And I'm sure she'd be very appreciative of any assistance. Additionally, um, I... I had the pleasure of listening to a new podcast the other day and actually being asked for my opinion, which I was kind of pulled over by, um, by uh, Louise, who is Lyra, 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 I think it is, 
Um, I can't pronounce it as good as Louise off of Jan, uh, off of um, Caithness Craft. I haven't got the, the wee Scottish accent. Um, but that is her. She's Lyra on Ravelry. And you'll probably be familiar with her if you read a lot of blogs because she writes the Knit British blogs. It is a brand new podcast and it's coming from Shetland. And as I said, she's been blogging for a while now about British wool. She's very passionate about British wool. And she's decided to make the leap into podcasting. I really enjoyed her first episode. She has a lovely voice to listen to. She's a very relaxed voice um, and very chatty, kind of informal style. Pretty similar to what I do, really. Um, and Which is part of why I like it, obviously. And when I was listening... Um, at one point, I, could, I was listening to what she was saying and I could hear, um, like, seagulls in the background. I just thought, I wonder what it's like in Shetland right now while she's recording. And I just thought it was, it was just a really nice kind of easy listen. So if you're looking for a new podcast, then I would definitely recommend her. I think she'll have some really interesting subject matter coming up and offer something a little bit different uh, to maybe some of the other podcasts that are right there at the moment. So give her a try. Also, apart from my bad luck with the uh, money pit, bless it, um, I've had some quite good luck, really. And before Christmas, I won a a Facebook competition. I didn't think anyone ever won Facebook competitions. I thought they were all a lot of rubbish. Like and share, because you're never going to win. In the same way that you get the like and share if you love your kids, or like and share if you love your mum. You think, just go and tell her. Mum's not even on Facebook, she won't know, neither are my kids, so they won't know either, so why are you liking and sharing? I don't like and share those things, as you can probably tell. Um, but anyway, one of my friends won a wooden kitchen from Ella's Kitchen, and I was like, that's amazing. I'm going to have a go at that, because that, that's someone I actually know that's won, so it must actually be true. Um, so I did, and forgot all about it, and every time I would see the little thing come up, I would like, you know, put my email in, yeah, I'm never going to win, but whatever. And then I got an email and I won a kitchen. How cool is that? It's really nice. It's a little red and white wooden kitchen, so the Beast has been loving that. We were gifted for her, um, I don't know what, it was a birthday present, but we were late back from Africa, um, so it was way after her birthday, but my friend's mum made her a lot of knitted food, play food. It's amazing, The like, these little kind of knitted cakes and um, knitted sandwiches and everything. It's little knitted chips. Uh, and then there's a little knitted sausage uh, that's, that's got, it must have some kind of mohair, kind of, it's got some long guard hair contact, can, content in it anyway, so it's a little hairy sausage. Maybe it's off, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's really good fun, and she made a little menu to go with it as well, uh, so she can choose on the menu what she's going to make and then find all the food that matches. So I've put all of the knitted food in, in the wooden kitchen, so that was really cool. Uh, so not everything is a complete hoax on Facebook, it would seem. I also won a copy of the latest Pom Pom Quarterly magazine, the Fading Light one. Um, and, and again, that blew my socks off because I never win anything ever. And that was in a competition in the group for Louise Tilbrook Designs. And this is run by Louise, um, who you will see in the group, the group in the TGS group and in Shiny Bees group. Um, her rather name is Mad Mum, and she is lovely. And she also designs the most beautiful socks. And I've been admiring these socks for ages. Because I like Nosy. And when you when you share projects on the group, I go and have a look and see what everyone's been making and basically steal your ideas. Because um, that's what everyone does. <laughs> and um, she's been knocking out these lovely textured socks for a while. And she's gone into full-on kind of pattern design in quite a big way now. And she had a design featured in the latest Pom Pom Quarterly, which was Silver Birch, which was another kind of quite classic for her texture, very textured kind of cabley, swirly design. Really, really pretty. Um, so that is definitely cute. I was very excited to win, to win a copy of that pattern. And I also got uh, Sam Hain, which is another one of her patterns. She did a giveaway over New Year, which I th- again, I think was in the group. And this has a kind of twisted stitch pattern of intertwined cables, which is inspired by an ancient Celtic festival for Halloween, which is called Samhain. So she has some lovely patterns. And if you're into very textured, interesting looking socks, um, I would definitely go and check out her designs. To win the competition, well, to be in the competition, you had to share a story of, of knitting. And I shared a story of 
of being at brownies and when I was at brownies he still had the little brown dresses whilst I was a brownie it transitioned to the yellow things that you're probably familiar with now but I, when I first joined it was a little kind of cotton brown dress and a little brown bobble hat and everyone else had these machine knitted bobble hats that were really neat looking but I had one that was knitted by my granny's friend Auntie Mary who wasn't my actual auntie she was a fake auntie but we're northern so you know your nan's friends are, are fake aunties um, and I always wanted one of the machine knitted ones and I was really envious of the machine knitted ones and now I would much rather have a hand knitted one but it's funny how things change and yeah from, from that I ended up winning a copy of uh, Pom Pom Quarterly some beautiful patterns in it this time um, but very pleased to have the silver birch ones uh, pattern as well I think that might maybe find its way uh, together with the one of the next uh, quarter yarns from TGS I think anyway that's definitely enough news for now on to the review So as I mentioned we've got a book review this episode. I was very very kindly sent a copy of Sock Anatomy Dissecting Heels and Toes by Claire Devine to review and Claire is Knits for Clips Cup on uh, Ravelry. You will you will see her around in the both TGS group and in the Shiny Bees group. She is a lovely, lovely South African lady who I met when I was in South Africa and obviously she lived there at that point and now she has moved to Edinburgh. So hopefully we'll be uh, be able to get together a bit more often, maybe even get her on the podcast. What do you reckon, Claire? Yeah, yeah, we need some South African accents. We've not had any for a while and you're the only South African around. <laughs> so um, she's moved to Edinburgh and... As well as uh, designing patterns and writing this ebook, she's been pretty busy. She's done the editing and layout on the iMake magazine, if you read that. And also, she writes a blog at yarnandpointysticks.com, which I know I have pointed you in the direction of before, um, because she writes really, really good blogs. I think she, a lot of blogs are just kind of more for fun, and they've just got they're quite superficial and it's just talking about what people have made or what have you but I, I really feel that her blogs actually add value in terms of the output that she she makes and the stuff she writes in them they're always really good somebody should really just and I've said this before but somebody give her a column really in a magazine just do it it'd be worth your while anyway sock anatomy dissecting heels and toes is the book and I'm going to attempt to review it it is a book that is for beginners upwards and it uses the vehicle of nine different patterns to teach you different methods of turning a heel and different um, toe patterns and different ways of constructing socks. Each pattern, uh, each sorry, each sock rather has a different stitch pattern um, as it goes through. So there's, there's nine very different designs. Uh, which is quite good fun and it also is a good way of practicing new techniques on a small scale. Uh, for instance, lace knitting can be quite uh, intimidating for a lot of people and they find it quite daunting, especially if they're doing a shawl and if they get it wrong it could be you know, hundreds of stitches potentially being ripped back. And that can put off quite a lot of people from trying those kind of techniques, but because this, these are so small, even if you completely cocked it up and ripped the whole thing out, you're probably only going to rip out 20 yards, so it's not a problem. Um, Claire is a trained teacher and I think this comes across in the book because it's really clearly written and it's very easy to understand and there is just the right amount of detail in it. The layout is quite minimalist without it being stark and I think if it was a printed book it would be printed along the lines of pom-pom and be that nice kind of thick paper that you get on pom-pom quarterly. She has, in her writing style, she's very chatty and she's quite informal, which I find quite engaging and it makes you feel more like you're kind of talking to a friend about the patterns and techniques rather than being kind of sort of dictated to, which sometimes books can be a little bit sort of patronising really in the way they're written and that is not the case at all with this one. It just feels like you kind of sat next to her and she's teaching you how to do socks. The, she is... Written her own instructions and diagrams as well, 
but we, we, they're very good and they're very clear to understand but she's also included links to good video tutorials which are freely available in the public domain which I love because I quite often get confused by pictures because I don't like how they'll, they'll do something and then you won't be able to see how they've got to the next picture and I quite like to follow things up any techniques that I look at in a book I like to follow up by looking at a video as well and she's kindly already found ones that are suitable and of good quality to look at which is really helpful there's also lots of hints and tips uh, just littered really throughout the text and again this adds to this impression that you're being taught by a friend and she's just pass passing on hints and tips to help you along your way really there are a number of techniques covered in the book and loads of the stuff that you hear banded about a lot such as afterthought heel, Judy's magic cast on, short raw heels, there's the faux heel flap which I've never tried before, a half handkerchief heel turn, a German heel turn, a Dutch heel turn, the star heel which I'm going to have to try because I love stars, they're my favourite and there's things such as a twisted German cast on, magic loop knitting, kitchener stitch sewn bind-offs, wraps and turns, you name it, it's pretty much all covered in there. The first five designs are out now and the next four are due to be released by the end of January so by the end of the week they will all be out. So that will give you your total of nine patterns. It is priced at £9, which I think is... I told her she should charge more for it personally because I think it, I think it's worth it for what you get. I mean, that's a quid a pattern and that's without any of the extra stuff and all the writing and, and notes and everything that are in there to support all of that. She has very kindly offered to give a discount for listeners of the podcast and you will get 20% off that price with the code SHINYBEES1 all one word, one being the NUMA the NUMA, the NUMA, the NUMA the number one, sorry, I'll stop messing about now so the code is S-H-I-N-Y-B-E-E-S-1 one being the number and that will get you 20% off which would mean you'd get it for £7.20 and I'm not being funny, but I've seen some patterns recently that near enough cost that for one pattern, so I think that is a bargain. I personally love the book. I think it's a great way to learn new techniques very quickly without having to commit to larger projects that are more time-consuming. Especially when you're learning something, it can, it can take a really long time to get your head around it if you're not used to DPNs or what have you. Um, and this is a brilliant way to just practice it before you commit to it on a bigger sock. And I think it's a great way to use up scraps or small amounts of yarn that you have left over. I mean, let's face it, even if you don't have kids yourself, I mean, I do, I'm not sure I'd be, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how, how quickly they would, um, or how much worry they would get out of these socks because um, I'm a slow knitter because uh, I can't concentrate on one project. But anyway, if you don't have kids yourself, we're in the middle of a baby boom, you're bound to know someone who's either got kids or just about to have kids and you could just keep all these little socks made out of scraps to one side and the minute one of your colleagues or one of your friends says oh I'm having a baby you can just whack out a pair effortlessly whack out a pair of baby socks dead impressive colourful baby socks I mean how much of a hero will you be at the baby shower a big one uh, you know, I mean, so hexipuffs. You can't turn up to a baby shower with five hexipuffs and say, there you go, there's your baby gift. But you can with baby socks. It's it's a win-win situation in my view. Um, so I think it's definitely to be recommended. As I said, it's out now. It's available to download from Ravelry. And you can have the discount code SHINYBEES1 for, and get the ebook for the price of £7.20. I will include a link to it in the show notes, but that is that I've forgotten the title of the book <laughs> how bad is that <laughs> sorry Sock Anatomy um, Dissecting Heels and Toes by Claire Divine no one's ever going to ask me to review anything again and on to the next section I think <laughs> So the return of the Whipping Piccadilly section. I never used to do Whipping Piccadilly sections in concurrent 
podcast because I never had enough to talk about. But as there's been a bit of a reasonable gap in between this one and the last one, I have a little bit to tell you about. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to start with a finished objects. And in typical Joe style, I finished something that I hadn't even started last time and all the stuff I'd started last time is still ongoing. But I have finished the Golden Skein Stretcher, which is my name for the project for the pattern Quaker Yarn Stretcher, which is by Susan Ashcroft, who is Stitch Nerd on Ravelry. It is a paid for pattern and it is three euros. It was uh, written originally for a worsted weight yarn on 6mm needles, but I used a fingering weight yarn on 4mm needles. And the idea behind this uh, pattern is making yarn go further, hence the, the skein stretcher title. She wanted to find a pattern to use up skeins of hand spun, and she seemed to have a lot of them with just over 200 metres. And she wanted to get a scarf out of them rather than just a cowl. So this is why she designed this pattern to do just that. The pattern involves alternating um, rows of stocking and garter stitch and it is a boomerang shaped scarf or shawl. It is, uh, it's come out really pretty, I've never really done a boomerang shape before but I like how it's turned out because it looked quite an odd shape initially. Uh, it was very curved when I first cast on. It is a very relaxing knit, it's really easy to memorise the pattern and the result um, is really, really nice actually for such a simple pattern, it's come out really pretty. I have knitted this in the Golden Skein Trial Club yarn, uh, which was dyed by For the Love of Yarn, who are a very small indie dyer from Glasgow who I met at Yarndale. And the colourway name is Walk of Tranquility. It is a merino bamboo blend, uh, 80-20, and it is a really soft and airy yarn, which has resulted in a really nice drape in the scarf. Uh, the yarn itself has a really highly variegated pattern, and I'm not sure it is for everyone, but I love it because I love variegated yarns. Um, but the pattern itself really allowed the colours to come out individually without the whole thing being too busy I think and it's definitely a pattern that I would knit again it's ideal for knit club ideal for traveling in fact I did a lot of it on the train up to Edinburgh and back on the way there wasn't too bad on the way back I was a little bit worse for wear and it was still fine uh, so I would definitely recommend that pattern which is um, Quaker Yarn Stretcher by Susan Ashcroft that is the sum total of my finished stuff um, underachieving massively on, on the finished up front definitely uh, but on the needles I have the Golden Dawn socks which I mentioned last time these are the Ribble Muster pattern by Christiane Eichler I think last time I talked about it the person who wrote it was called Frau Wapiki but it, that has changed now <laughs> for some strange reason this is a cuff down sock with a twisted stitch pattern that rotates around sort of spirals around the leg. Um, I have knitted it in the Golden Dawn colourway which was dyed especially for the Golden Skin by Carlay of Nurturing Fibres. There was just no way I could do something and not include her really. Um, as you know I'm a big fan of Nurturing Fibres and they just had to be in there, they had to be in the trial club. The yarn was uh, 90 grams of a blue, green and grey variegated yarn and then a 10 gram mini skein of yellow as a contrast and um, I decided that I wanted to do one heel in yellow with some sun rays coming out which would be the twisted stitches in the pattern um, and I'm up to the heel the yellow heel part in one sock but I was measuring it last night and checking how long the leg was against another pair of socks I've got, hand-knitted ones in Nurturing Fibres, and it became quickly apparent that these socks were really narrow. I'm not sure what I've done or how I've managed it, but they've come out really skinny, and to wear too skinny. They, you can't really stretch the Nurturing Fibres because it's super twist, there just isn't a lot of giving it, and because I've done it on 2.25mm needles it's even worse. So. 
it's beautiful the sock is really really nice i love how it's coming out and it's very pretty but it's gonna have to be ripped back i'm afraid um probably to the cuff possibly even further depending on whether i go up to 72 stitches or whether i just go up a couple of needle sizes but i think i might have to go up a number of stitches to be honest with you because it's it's a country mile too small so that was disappointing i'm not going to lie to you um but i'm going to definitely cast on that pattern again and i want with the the yellow heel although i might turn it into a yellow toe because it will be a bit simpler to try and represent the picture in the projects that i choose for the yarn because it's like the first club it's a child club and i want it to be quite special because obviously it's quite a big step uh, for us so I'm trying to be a little bit sort of creative with all the yarns and the projects I've chosen for them and in the trial club picture it's it's a kind of country scene and there's a, a sunrise um, that's a big part of the picture and I wanted to try and represent that in the project as well if I can so um, the Quaker yarn stretcher it's got quite the sweeping kind of boomerang shape sort of matches up to the the kind of rolling hills in effect in the in the in the photo that we used as the inspiration picture and obviously the yellow um here in the sun for um the uh ribble muster socks and also the other skin of yarn which has been dyed by um sparkle dock that's very moody kind of colorway and it's a silk blend and i want to use that to do deer green which is a peer hop pattern for a triangular shawl with it's got in it lace tree motifs and that obviously will represent the trees in the landscape as well so I've, i'm trying to kind of combine them all up really and be a bit creative with it and i i haven't cast on deer green yet but i'll let you know how that goes um i think it was it was designed specially for a, a shawl competition then dot the pattern was donated to p hop um so i think that could be really good other things that are ongoing are the Cranford mitts from the, the P-Hop Knit Along. I've got one mitt. I'm like Michael Jackson with my one glove. Um, and I need to just cast on the other one and get on with it really. But it's kind of like second mitt syndrome. So no progress on that, I'm afraid. Uh, but the, the one Michael Jackson mitt is, is, is really nice. Um, the other projects ongoing are Protea on a Sunny Day, which was the... Sunny Day Charlotte by Carla Derning. She is the lady who dyes nurturing fibres and that is being knitted in nurturing fibres super twist sock wool in the colourway King Protea. And that I'm still on the triangular body part of that shawl and that is ongoing. Elsa B's Angel is somewhat stalled. That is the Guardian Angel pattern, which uh, Kate of Kate's Twirl. Uh, and TGS has knitted in her TGS yarn in the um, Golden Dawn colourway so you can go and check that project out if you like hers is finished, mine's not, bit embarrassing <laughs> but there you go and they're just projects that I've not had a chance to really pick up and work on because I've been so busy with all of the TGS stuff and obviously getting a bit distracted by the new yarn uh, I'm only human, I'm only human so what I need to do is re reorganise my queue, really reorganise my projects and knit some fast socks and some hats for the family for Scotland because it is going to be cold. Um, so I have joined the Socks with Sarah group, which is um, if you go to Friends of Sarah Knitting, um, Friends of Knitting Sarah group on Ravelry, there's a sock knit along, and the idea behind this is that you do, every day you just try and do a couple of rows just try and fit in a little bit of knitting here and there to your daily life and the cumulative effect fitting in the odd row here and there can be quite big um, so I'm going to take part in that and see if I can hurry some of these socks along really because again I've got golden skeins that need to be not from the golden skein but from elsewhere that need to be fulfilled and made into the promised socks so I need to be getting on with that and hopefully that will be successful there's been absolutely no sewing uh, to speak of whatsoever, so I'm going to glaze over that and move straight on to the pattern pick. Oh, I do love a pattern pick. 
But as mentioned, I find this one quite hard because normally the inspiration takes me for a pattern pick and then I decide to do a podcast based on the pattern pick. Um, Because comedy stuff comes across my desk every day, pretty much. But it didn't this time and I was struggling for quite a while. And like I said, some of the more comedy ideas that I had just didn't really come to fruition and they didn't really... The other stuff that I found just wasn't funny enough. And after the last one with the, my my pimp part is strong, you know, where do you go from that, really? So, the pattern pick, if you are wondering, and I always forget to tell you where to go and find it, but I shall remind you, if you are wondering where to find all of these patterns, they are collected together in my queue. So, if you go into my profile and go into my queue... And go into the organised tabs at the top of the page, you will find the different pattern picks organised under different tabs. So you'll be able to just scroll through them as you're listening to the podcast if you wish to do so. The first one then, the first pattern, in fact I better explain where I got the patterns from. Um, The pattern pick this time is um, again hat related and it doesn't have a name but it was inspired by the fact that I'm going to have to knit a lot of um, hats for going to Scotland so I thought really innocently thought I'll just put in child hat and see what you know what comes up I just want you know basic quick stuff and I'll put in worsted wakes that'll be you know be fast and off we go Uh, but as I found uh, there's quite a lot of comedy child hats and that's where this pattern pick came from a lot of the time they've either got to be really pretty or kind of make me snort down my nose to get into the pattern pick. They're my sort of criteria. So if you come across any and you think I will find them funny, please do send them through and hopefully they will be featured in the pattern pick. If they are, obviously you will get a mention. So the first one then is the Baby Jester Hat by the lovely Woolly Wormhead. This is a free pattern for a knitted jester hat and it's it's full on 3D, it's got the three points on it, it's knitted from the bottom up in the round and then you've got the three needle bind off at the end. This is the perfect hat for those days when your child thinks that he or she is the court jester. We've all had them, they think it's hilarious to push you beyond the edge of reason and you just aren't finding it funny at all. Um, get one of these hats knitted up. You can get your own back on them. It's the only way to get your own back on children without getting put in jail, really, I guess. You could even put some little bells on the end and then you'd be able to hear where they were if they were running around. Um, but definitely one worth considering, the Baby Jester Hat by Woolly Wormhead. Moving swiftly on to the next one. This is the Shrek hat by Tara Miller. It is a paid for pattern and it is three US dollars. It's pretty much as it sounds. It's a knitted hat pattern for a green hat with the little Shrek ears coming out of the side. There are sizes in this from wee baby all the way up to adult size. And I chose this one based purely on the comedy picture of the little girl modeling the hat. She's got her eyes almost shut and her little teeth are sticking out. She's got this little green hat on her head. She looks really funny. And she reminded me a little bit of Her Britannic Majesty, who um, she's sort of learning how to smile for the camera now, but she doesn't smile. She just kind of crunches her eyes up and sticks her little teeth out. She doesn't have a Shrek hat, though, and disappointingly. And there, it would seem only two people in the world, or two projects on Ravelry, have made the Shrek hat surely someone else needs one of these in their lives so so go forth go forth and make Shrek hats the next one was situated directly adjacent to the Shrek hat and this is the child beard hat by Jodie Maloney this is a paid for pattern and it's £4.50 it's a crochet beanie hat this time with an integrated beard option so you have your little beanie hat and then the beard is crocheted and this is attached to the hat by two buttons. This is probably quite useful. I don't know many children who would put up with a knitted beard or sorry, a crocheted beard even on their face. So you can have it for the comedy value and then detach from the buttons uh, if need be. The next one that I came across was the Elijah Cabled Hat by 
Diana Trolldahl. This is a paid for pattern and it's one dollar, uh, sorry, ninety nine. Available on Ravelry and the Nitpicks website. This is a pattern for a knitted colour work beanie which uses drop stitches and slip stitches to create a winged cable hat to create the pattern. So it looks quite complicated but it is apparently quite easy. I haven't made it so I can't verify that but I'm told it's quite easy. Now the reason this one got into the pattern pick somewhat unsurprisingly is for the comedy picture and there's a gentleman modelling the hat in the main picture who has a rather impressive beard. This by itself is not funny enough. However, I thought he was cuddling in the picture three little kiddies, probably his children, you know, with these three, sorry, I'm turning the page, uh, th with these three knitted beanies on um, because the picture was cropped and you could only see the top of the beanies. Anyway, when I went into the pattern, it turned out that he wasn't in fact cuddling three children. He was cuddling three kind of squash type pumpkin sort of vegetables which were wearing beanies which sort of made the whole thing a little bit a little bit weird a little bit sinister with their very large beard so that was quite funny the pattern's quite nice um and then we move on to the elf hat knitting pattern which is by melody rogers and it is another paid for pattern at three dollars 75 this is a pattern for a knitted stocking hat and size from newborn up to adult and knitted in the round it's stripy red and green with a fairy pom-pom and a fairy brim again chosen due to the comedy picture because the the model is a little child who's butt naked he or she i'm not sure which he is is he or she is butt naked but it's not obvious which which kind he is or she is but um they've got the hat on so butt naked wearing this hat and they've got their hands up to the face in a kind of like oopsie sort of I'm so naughty I'm so cheeky way sat on a blanket and um, I just thought wouldn't it be really funny if this child had got the wrong back on the adult that made them wear this and pose in this manner so that millions of people on Ravelry can see them if they'd peed on the blanket I reckon they probably had peed on the blanket and I reckon that no, Melody Rogers probably kind of deserved it <laughs> there's loads of patterns for you know you get a newborn baby and they put these ridiculous hats on them and then put them in a basket or it's it's normally a basket or some kind of tub and they're always asleep but they're wearing a comedy outfit um or they make them do that thing where they put the little head on the little hands with the comedy hat on i just think it's kind of tight I, I i couldn't have done that with my kids because it had kicked off um i'm rightly so i reckon you know just they put them in a little baby girl let them go to sleep don't don't get them all naked and make them sit on stuff and wear stupid hats it's tight so um no offense if you've done that with your kids but clearly i haven't um what wants the toddlers wants the pulling you it's fine it's fair game but when they're little harmless newborns it's no no you're crossing the line there anyway enough of uh, uh photographic politics and on to the next one which is the kid cowboy hat pattern by Rebecca Rodriguez Rodriguez <laughs> it's getting late here I can't read anymore this is a paid for pattern it's $4.99 for a crocheted cowboy hat and it kind of put me in, in mind of the um the pimp hat to be honest with you it did make me giggle as soon as I saw it it is sized from baby to teen and again chosen due to the comedy facial expression of the extremely cute baby who is modeling the hat it's got this really sort of, it's got really kind of cute little chubby cheeks, but a very serious, are you looking at me kid kind of face going on. And it's been modelled, he's sat next to like a wooden bar as if he's in a saloon. And um, it just looks like a kind of, it's weird, the second picture down, again it's very cute, but he just looks like a really wise old man, even though he's a baby. Really cute, very funny with his little cowboy hat on. So uh, go and have a look at that one. And finally... The one that kind of started the whole thing off is um, Pumpkinhead by Heather Bulow. It is a free pattern and it is a knitting pattern for a pumpkin head. Yes, full on, like Jack Skellington, Pumpkinhead. Um, the pattern is written for yarn bombing and I didn't realise this at first. I'm busy laughing hysterically at a picture of what I think is a man and a child wearing a full on kind of pumpkin head 
um, thinking it was real, but it turned out it wasn't. They were on statues, and it took me about five minutes to realise. Um, there are no holes for seeing or breathing, so the final product is not recommended to be worn by living creatures. But I reckon you could always, you know, amend the pattern and put some yarn overs in the mouth, maybe, so a bit of ventilation, who knows? But yes, definitely another one to be recommended. So that is the pattern pick for this week the just a plain old child hat pattern pick well that's your lot for this week time flies 51 minutes and counting quite a long one probably the longest one ever i obviously have just gone on a bit haven't i <laughs> hopefully it wasn't too long for you um all that i really need to say for now is thank you very much for listening i really appreciate it and i still can't quite believe how many people actually listen to my podcast considering i have such an infrequent schedule um but i like to put things out there when i'm feeling quite inspired i think it makes for a better show and the new theme tune music i hope you have enjoyed that this week it is from music alice at music alley and is courtesy of adam and the walter boys and it's called i need a drink don't we all so enjoy your week i hope you have a lovely time happy crafting and hope to speak to you very very soon bye You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for the podcast can be found on the blog at shinybees.com. I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry and on Twitter. Shiny Bees group on Facebook. You can email me at info at shinybees.com or leave a comment on the blog. Everything relating to The Golden Skein can be found at thegoldenskein.com. Music for this episode was kindly provided via Music Alley by Adam and the Walter Boys, I Need a Drink. <laughs>